We sit as we listen to our readings from Holy Scripture. A reading from the prophecy of Joe. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains. A great and powerful army comes. Theirs like has never been from old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a farce, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the and the bride, her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. The Psalm is Psalm 51. And we're reading from verses 1 to 18. And the refrain is, The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. Have mercy on me, O God, in your great goodness, according to the abundance of your compassion. Blot out my offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and righteous in your judgment. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. I have been wicked even from my birth, a sinner when my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth deep within me and shall make me understand wisdom in the depths of my heart. Purge me with hassle. Purge me with ha sorry. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. So the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. Turn your face from my sins and blot out my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me again the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your righteous spirit. Then shall I teach your ways to the wicked, and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from my guilt, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, Open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. 
for you desire no sacrifice, else I would give it. You take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation, I have helped you. See now is the acceptable time. See now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way, through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, labors sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well known, as dying and see, we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. May the Lord be in your lips and in your heart as you proclaim the gospel in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Feel free to sit or stand at home as you prepare to receive the gospel. <clears throat> Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. The Lord is a great God. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Harden not your hearts. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ, King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, 
Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Pray that I speak and you hear in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do be seated here at church. And if you are standing at home, be seated too. So today we mark the beginning of Lent. It's our liturgy of Ash Wednesday and, of course, the imposition of ashes, which we're going to do a bit different this year. Ashes are an ancient sign of penitence. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. The words that the priest would usually use as the ashes are imposed. But tonight is a bit different. We are all going to say it ourselves. Lent is characterized by self-examination, penitence, self-denial, study, almsgiving. In this time of repentance, as we prepare for Easter, and for some, self-denial usually encourages a fast from things like alcohol, chocolates, coffee, and so on. However, I could hear some of you saying, for the past year or so, you have already been denying yourself all sorts. You are fasting from not visiting your loved ones. You are denying yourselves from attending funerals of loved ones. You've been denying yourself by not indulging in retail therapy with the usual gusto. You haven't been able to travel overseas because of the restrictions. The list goes on. But some good things came out of these denials. We've learned to love one another in a different way, as we wear our masks, as we keep our distance, as we refrain from sharing the peace and singing here in church, congregational singing, that is, but we can have a cantor like we have tonight in John. We continue to love one another as we wash our hands, we sanitize our hands, we practice ventilation. We see this on the buses, at schools, in our homes. 
all this to protect one another from the disease that is COVID-19. And some of you have also been indulging in self-examination. I don't mean posing in front of the mirror, but examining yourself, your life, your attitudes. You have been decluttering your wardrobe, for example, and giving away all that excess to those who need it more than you do. You've been getting to know your neighbors, shopping for your neighbors, collecting prescriptions, helping in other ways. And so this Lent, I hope all of these acts of kindness will continue as we bring some more reality and some more humility into our lives. As we put some extra effort into life, into living the life of faith in this Lent. Don't advertise your self-denial, your self-examination, your striving after what you know you've missed, your attempt to recover what seems to have been lost. So says Jesus. If you're going to fast, wash your face, put on some oil so you look blooming marvelous and smile. No need to let others know what a struggle it is to be so disciplined. Don't even mention it, Jesus says. That way what you're doing wouldn't be seen by anyone. But only your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. This is true not only about fasting, but giving and praying but also silence and study and reflection and meditation and showing compassion and encouragement. And whatever spiritual discipline you might employ as you deepen your discipleship and attest your faithfulness. And I think Jesus makes such a big deal about us keeping our Lenten actions secret so as to emphasize the fact that real faith is not about outward differences, but inward differences. Not about, look at me, I'm not like you. We are called to celebrate our differences, our diversity. It's about intention, motivation, love, and the rest. And these things are inward things. Of course I know that our inward disposition and our outward lives are closely related. But it is a determination not to abuse difference by making it an end in itself. Look at me, I'm different. No, we celebrate our difference. Lest we confuse ourselves by thinking that difference means better. Because as I say to the children at school, they are not better than me, or me than they, or no one than each other, because we are all, each of us, created equally in the image and likeness of God. We may have better material things, but that's as far as it goes. Also, Jesus is saying that self-denial is not a show. It's about growing in deep ways, about deepening our faith, deepening our discipleship. And the encouragement to secrecy does not mean we are not to engage in fasting, in prayer, in giving alms, in studying, in repentance. 
Instead, Jesus says, when you give alms, when you pray, when you fast. In other words, fast, pray, give alms, study, repent, but don't be pretentious. Don't be boastful about what you're doing. Be quiet about what you're doing. And perhaps you'll find that some of that being quiet in the space with God might rub off on you. And so do something. There is wisdom on, in taking on something in Lent, in giving up something in Lent, in giving more away in Lent. We have our Lent groups, and I always encourage people to take that on. But the wisdom of giving, of praying, of fasting, of engaging in study during Lent, isn't found in show and flamboyance. It's found in quiet blessedness. And your Father, who sees you in secret, will reward you. So be encouraged this Lent to do what we are called to do, what we were encouraged to do by Jesus, and have a blessed Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.